This is Together 24-7, episode 56. So before we start the episode, Catherine, I wanted to talk to our listeners about what we do that we're together 24-7. People ask us all the time, how are you together 24-7? What do you do? What do we do that doesn't cause me to kill you? And me to kill you. Uh, Not so much that. But seriously, folks, we coach and we help people who want to, couples who want to be together 24-7, who want to create a business with each other because we've been doing it successfully since 2003. And we... We work with you to create a plan. And to come up with rules in your business. To have a division of labor to figure out who does what and where your strengths and weaknesses are. And really important, we teach you how to not to push each other's buttons. So if you'd like to utilize our services, if you're thinking about going into business with your spouse or significant other, if you're exploring what businesses to do, or if you're in business with each other and you need to get to that next level and some personal stuff is getting in the way, let's sit down with you. We do a free consultation and then we can figure out whether or not our services are right for you. So Go to the website or give us a call at 602-399-7430. Welcome to Together 24-7, the show that talks to entrepreneurial couples about their business lives, their personal lives, and how to balance both without driving each other crazy. Here's your hosts, Barry and Catherine Cohen, showing how you can be business partners with your sweetheart and sweethearts with your business partner. Barry and Catherine have been married since 1996, in business together since 2003, and have survived to talk about it. Welcome, Cat. That was loud. Sorry. No problem. Want me to do it again? No. Welcome, Barry. Thank you. But we're, we're already here. Don't, but, don't, don't confuse but, people. But here is in an office. Okay, so don't confuse people. We're, we're, we're on location again. Yes, we are. And this one, I feel like I am in... The presence of greatness. I don't know if I should bow down or just go see what you got cooking. I would go and, see what he's got get, cooking. Get samples. Yeah, yeah. Get samples. that's what I'm thinking. Tell us who we have here today, Kat. Chef John and Jeanette Corey. So, <sighs> Sorry, so we, Chef, we love food. We, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> we're foodies. So uh, Chef John's Events and Catering, and it is John and Jeanette, and they do events, catering, gourmet dinner experiences. Been doing this uh, together for 20 years. But Chef John has 36 years of experience, plus he started when he was about eight years old. Um, now, Chef John, your father was Italian, and Italian men can really cook. I know that from because my dad and my grandpa were really excellent cooks, and Jewish mother. So did, was she like my mother-in-law who ordered out a lot? Your mother's just going to beat the whatever out of me the next time she sees me. My mother makes <laughs> great reservations. She makes amazing <laughs> reservations. I would say Jeanette makes great reservations, but she'll probably kick me under the table right now. Uh, you know, when you have an Italian father and a Jewish mother, you know, you're guilted into having to eat constantly. Yes. Uh, my mom did cook. She was a very good cook. Uh, my Italian aunts and uncles, though, were much better cooks. So my mom's still alive. Hopefully she doesn't hear this. And uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll send her a message. We'll send her a message. Okay. Not yeah, a problem. Send a link. So, it so, depends on how much you feed us. I mean, right, we, we, yeah, we accept bribes. Graciously. Awesome. <laughs> um, so both of you guys are from California. Uh, Jeanette, you're from Santa Clara, yes. and uh, and you went to San Jose State, and you started out in Silicon Valley as an international trafficking agent. Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley. Silicon or boobies. Silicon. Silicon or boobies. Yeah. Silicon is electronics. Now we have to make this explicit. For boobies? I, yes. I think so. I don't know. International trafficking agent. Didn't we build a wall on the... 
on our southern Arizona border for that. Yeah, but they forgot that people could dig under the wall. Okay. Um, it, and you're right here. Sounds devious, but it, yet it is boring. What is an international <laughs> trafficking agent? Well, I worked for a major semiconductor company, and um, I was responsible for shipping the product overseas to the international areas and making sure that the paperwork was proper to get through customs. Got it. So, yeah, kind of boring. Kind of boring. And <laughs> Sorry. And now you're in food. Um, so you guys met through Jeanette's Aunt Nancy. Everybody's got Nancy, Nancy, except me. You My had a mother Nancy. I had a mother Nancy, but it was everybody else's aunt. So you met through Aunt Nancy. You sh you saw his picture. He saw your picture. You were a, a little bit of a, am I reading this correctly? A little bit of a bee with an itch that day? <laughs> <laughs> Come on out. He loves it. this story. <laughs> Tell us. Tell us. Well, when we first met, my aunt and my uncle had set up a dinner at their at their home so that we could both meet beyond the pictures. And um, what they did not tell me about him was that he smoked. Ah. I do not like He's smoke. a chef. All chefs smoke. All chefs smoke. I, I grew up in a household with basically chain smoking, was sick all the time. I It makes me sick. I don't like the smell of it. So that was like... Turn off as soon as he walked in the door. So that was difficult. And who has the <laughs> ring on the finger, huh? <laughs> Not to toot my own horn or anything, but when we first moved out here, shortly after I met Barry, um, we I relegated him to the garage in our rental house for the first year that we were here. And he was okay, and our roommate was okay smoking out there. But then when we bought our house here on South Mountain, and it does not have a garage, and it was 115 degrees out, and I said, get your ass outside, that's where you're smoking. And now we got to put the explicit on there. Um, yeah, he quit. I'm just saying. Awesome. Otherwise, it would have just dried up. <laughs> he just shriveled <laughs> up into nothing. very true. That's how they tell the wind chill factor in the Midwest. They send a smoker outside. The faster he comes in, the colder it <laughs> the is. The colder it is. I like that. I like that. Oh, he's naked too, by the way. Oh, even better. Even better. So another date or two and you were hooked. Uh, you got engaged. You got married. You moved to Arizona because it, it's still much more affordable than California. Um, you went to micro. You went to microtech. You being? You being, okay, I do this all the time because I think we've got video here, but we don't. So Jeanette was with Microtech. Yes? Am I reading this right? Moved to Arizona, I'm sure. In between the Microtech company, oh, the Microtech company and catering. There is a Microtech in Arizona. Yes, yeah, right. that's what, that was, <laughs> but you have the Microtech company and the words Microtech company are all capitalized. Hence, you can see my confusion, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we'll she really to... wants to tell you something right now, but she's going to hold her tongue. I know she is. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, so tell we, us. Tell so her. Go tell ahead. Us tell her. We tell both her. moved here. We moved here with nothing, no jobs. Um, we actually came out and did several interviews, and the answer was the same from everybody. Great, awesome. When you move here, give us a call for both of us. So it was like, okay, save up money for a couple months, roll the dice, and move, and pray. That's pretty much what we did, and 20 years ago, when they kept saying to you, oh, and when are you going to move out? That was that was the answer in Arizona about 20 years ago. Oh, yeah, when when I moved out here, um, I mean, I asked my company for a transfer because they were headquartered out here. They said no. I said, okay, I quit. Sold my condo, packed up my car, drove out here. Fortunately, That's basically what we yeah, did. I, fortunately, I had a friend out here at the time, so I stayed with him for a few weeks while I found a job, and there you have it. And boy, it was bad back then because they think, 
they think you don't know what you're worth because you come from a different city. They were offering me $10 an hour. I'm like, no, I've got like 12, 13 years experience. I'm not a $10 an hour employee. No, thank you. Yep. So it took a little time to find something. But yeah, when and they did find it. was you. about affordability back then, 20 mm-hmm. years ago. It was about yeah. being able to afford something. And California, you know, you have to have seventy thousand dollars down, and when you're in your early thirties, who has seventy grand sitting in the yep. bank? No. Uh, no, not not many people, if any. So, sixteen years ago, you got you guys decided to just jump in full force into the catering business, and it is uh, Chef John's Brawn, which is ten percent, and uh, Jeanette's Brains, which is ninety percent of all the work done. I am not making this stuff up. I I read this. You're just reading that verbatim. In the interview pre-questions that we asked. So um, discuss amongst yourselves. No. uh, (laughs) (laughs) You guys have no kids. Uh, You have fur babies. Tell us a little bit about those dachshunds. And you can't have just one doxy. It's like a potato chip. So you say. Yeah, we would have uh, so many more if we could, but um, we're currently renting. So we have two little girls. Uh, One, Zoe, she just turned 14. And uh, Lulu is three. Both black miniature dachshunds, and we love them to death. Well, go on, tell her what I really wanted before Lulu. Yes, my husband wanted a boxer. I've always had little dogs, even growing up. That's what my family's always had. I I love all animals. I love big dogs, but never wanted one. I I like the lap dog, the one you can carry, sleeps with you. And well, that's not pretty either. (laughs) But (laughs) he fell in love with my first dachshund when we met Pepper. And um, we've had dachshunds ever since. And he just, he was looking kind of found a boxer here and there, but wasn't really comfortable with some of the breeders or the people that had them and found, uh, we were visiting my grandmother in the Merced area and saw an ad for miniature dachshunds. And we went on the way home. Uh, actually it wasn't really on the way home. We kind of took a detour to Los Banos before we came home. And there was probably what, half a dozen left at the place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, this little black one was under the table, just barking up a storm at him. He's like, that's the one. <laughs> that's the one we're taking home. And she slept on my lap home the whole time. Uh, and then I had to, once we got home, besides when we um, had her fixed, I basically ignored her for a few weeks so that she could be daddy's girl. Aww. And she is daddy's girl. She's daddy's girl. That's sweet. Does she still bark up a storm? Oh, yeah. Oh, she yeah. is the great protector of the leaf that hits the ground outside, and she's all over it. <laughs> it's good to know you're protected from the leaves. She's a Doberman in a dachshund's body. The one I love, though, is when we're out walking them, and somebody goes, oh, look, a Dotson. And I'm like, a 280Z? Or <laughs> That's funny. Now, John, yes. Chef John, you have some pretty cool credentials yourself. You were with the San Francisco Giants for seven years. You were their in-house chef. He has a big old ring to prove it. Championship ring. He made me kiss it. He did. Oh. No, he didn't. <laughs> yeah, he did. Didn't you see it? You walked in first. Oh, he okay. came in after. Oh, got it. Got it. I missed that part. <laughs> you are a two-time James Beard Award nominee. Yes. That is pretty impressive, folks. The James Beard Award is the Oscars. It is the Academy Award of Cooking. Top 10 world food champion. You are the, and this is, this is the one that intrigues me. And I'm going to ask if 
chef to 26 federal court judges. Do they check every single thing you do? The federal court judges have tasters and check all the food you bring in. And that is a hysterical question to ask, believe it or not. <laughs> you know, working in the federal courthouse in downtown Phoenix was awesome, but yet had its moments in time, if you will. So when a truck comes in, the truck gets inspected. You, they run the little thing around underneath to check, see if there's no bombs or anything. The boxes come in, and they have to run them through x-ray. Now, with fruits and vegetables, it kind of shortens their lifespan, if you will. So we had to actually have them do visual inspections so that they wouldn't damage the fruits and vegetables when they came in. So we finally got through that hurdle after the first couple of months of being there. I think we were the first uh, more upscale, uh, I don't know what you would really call it, uh, quick serve, if you will. Non-cafeteria style? Non-cafeteria style company to be in there and to serve these judges. And it was pretty much an honor. There was no real taste testers. I think maybe when Sandra Day came in, um, the one time that she came and a couple of the uh, senators and congressmen that came through, they send people through and they send, you'll be cooking in the back and all of a sudden there's a dog in the kitchen. And you're like, um, that dog can't be in here. <laughs> uh, but they're bomb sniffing dogs and they go through. So they considered service animals. Yeah. Of course. Which should still not be in the kitchen. They would hide stuff. No, they hid stuff in air in our kitchen and in the uh, dining area as well And while they were training the dogs. I've seen that. I've seen that at the airports. It's, it's pretty fascinating, actually. They'll, uh, they'll ask you if they can put something on your suitcase, and then they'll let the dogs in and see if the dogs can recognize the suitcase. It's, it's very cute because the dog just sits there and goes, oof. Like, like, like there's a little piece of meat in there, but really he's saying, oof, oof, uh, there's 20 pounds, you know, there's 20 kilos of, uh, cocaine in here. Please arrest these people. Anyway. <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, how and why did you guys get started in the business together? You, Chef John, are a chef. That's where you're at. I don't see a chef before your name, Jeanette. You are the counting person. It looks like you're more of you know, you're more the logistics. Tell us about, you know, how you guys got started together and um, and why you decided that it would be a good idea to go into business together. Because we're insane. That sums that's, it up pretty that well. That sums yeah. it up pretty Love well. You. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Good night. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> um, and Jeanette, it looks like you have been in the corporate world. Before this, you were all corporate. This is your first entrepreneurial venture. Um, yes and no. Uh, I've done network marketing okay. since I was 18. I've always been doing something, but working full-time as well. Um, this was kind of a, a rough decision. We just, it was just before the recession. Corporate America was corporate America at the time, and we were part-time doing the catering still, and we just looked at each other and said, do we go for it or not? And we went for it. And you went for it. And you were a caterer. You out. being Jim. you, D John. Me who? Huh? <laughs> oh, hi, the bald guy. Hey, that's oh wait, I'm over no, here. Oh wait, there's two bald guys. Yeah, I know, huh? So the Chef bald guy John with the goatee. Oh wait. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> so Chef John, you were um, a caterer also out in California. Yes, I was. It started when I was 19 years old, and I worked for a mortgage broker at the time. And actually, he knew I loved to cook and had no formal training. And I used to watch before Food Network. 
I used to watch PBS. What a concept. And, of course, we had all the greats on there. Julia Child, Yan Kane Cook, Jacques Papin, all those guys were the on The Galloping television. Gourmet. The, the Galloping, Galloping Gourmet. Gourmet, exactly. No, he was Channel 11, honey. Was he? Yeah, I think so. Oh. That was back in New York anyway. Well, that's okay. Anyway, <laughs> so I'd get up on Saturday morning. That was my ritual. I learned a lot of how to cook. And the broker I worked for knew I loved to cook, so he invited 12 people over to his home. He said, you're going to do a five-course dinner. And I'm like, <clears throat> okay. And I did, and it was a hit, and that's what started back in the day. Um how I started my catering business, and then I picked and chose who I wanted to cater for over the years, and then I met my lovely wife, Jeanette. Oh, darling. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell we've been married for a while. Uh, we have hallway sex. You know how that is, right? You pass each other in the hallway, okay. and yeah. <laughs> um, you don't have a beeper here, otherwise I'd use the proper term. Um, <laughs> you're laughing, you know this. <laughs> and uh, so... And as Jeanette said, you know, 16 years ago, we looked at each other and said, we're done. The market was turning. Um, you know, we too, like a lot of Americans out there, lost our home when the recession hit. But 16 years ago, we decided we didn't want to have to answer to anybody but ourselves. Um, it's had its challenges. It's had its ups and downs. We've had our arguments. I mean, you name it. <laughs> if something could fly across the room, it did. Um, except for knives. They don't throw knives. Um, though, you know, I have to admit this. We have all these inspectors that come in. Hopefully none of them are listening. <laughs> they don't realize I have a whole chest full of knives in here. Why are you coming in to piss me off? <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this is very true. Just being honest. So I just want to point out something to our listeners. Uh, it, you, John and Jeanette started this business 16 years ago. They say the recession and everybody thinks 19 uh, – you know, everybody Two, thinks rather 2008. 2008. That was the second recession you guys went through in a business that is – not recession-proof. Not recession-proof at all. So you guys have seriously had some ups and downs in this. How do you survive? How, did, how do you decide to stay in business and stay in business together? I Go ahead, darling. I think <laughs> most of the drive is not wanting to get back into corporate America. No matter how many times we go, oh, let's just go get a job. And then it's like, oh, but then, you know. Um, it has been really, really hard. There's ups and downs. We've lost our house. We've, we've been through everything every American has gone through. The one thing about being in business for yourself that a lot of people don't realize is we live paycheck to paycheck just like everyone else. Yep. Just because we own a business, we're not a millionaire. That's right. We work our butts off every single day. We work more hours than we did when we were in corporate America, but we only answer to ourselves. And that's the big difference. The, re the refrigerator magnet we have says... Uh, what what is it? Be, oh, I work for myself. I get to choose which twenty hours a day I get to work. There you go. Yes, that's I like awesome. That. Yes. Love it. That's right. So tell us a little bit about the division of labor. Um, John, you're the chef in front of your name, um, but beyond that, who sees the clients? Who talks to the brides? Who calms down the grooms? Who? Because uh, I see you guys do a lot of bridal stuff, but. With all of that, who does what? What is the division of labor? How do you guys check in with each other? And how do you do it in such a way that, or maybe not? This is too many questions. You, you see the looks on it. their faces? No, no, I got it. We got I, it. We I don't have it. I got it written down. I don't <laughs> have it. Well, that, that whole division of labor thing, that checking in with each other, how does the day go? Who does what? Well, he does most of the cooking, but I do know how to cook as well. But he is the chef. Come on now. Yeah. You have to tell the story about when we first met, though. What you don't story? remember the first dinner you ever made for me? 
Oh, well, we won't go into that. <laughs> That's good. Huh? That was mom, grandma, help me. I have to cook for somebody who knows how to cook. Didn't go well because mom and grandma didn't tell me the right way to do it. But that's, that's why okay. you make reservations. Yes, exactly. I, ate it. I smiled. He did. I ate it. I do 100% of the finance side of the business. Um, other than that, we pretty much split everything. He does the majority of the cooking, but I'm always I'm there to help. We both meet with clients. We both organize the events. Um, I I can't even explain how we just know what each other is doing. Um, a perfect example is at the World Food Championship. We were filmed and interviewed a lot there during um, each of the stages. And they all said the same thing. And we had different photographers and videographers throughout the event. They all said, how do you guys know what you're not communicating? But you guys are working. You're getting it done. And you, everybody, you each know what the other person's doing. And you're not talking. <laughs> we got it. We do. It's somehow it just it happens. We read each other's minds. Yeah, that's a pretty you know for somebody who's not been on radio and you know Jeanette says she's shy. She's certainly doing an awesome job. Yes, today. she is. And you know when you're at the World Food Championships and the heat is on, you're on a timer and you have to do uh, two dishes in two hours and one has to be in within the first hour. The second one has to be in the second hour. They're coming up and interviewing. So all of a sudden it's like there's a camera sitting right up like two inches above what you're doing. And the minute you move, the camera's moving with you. And these guys are like, they're like magic. They know exactly what they're doing. But then all of a sudden, a, a microphone goes right over your head. And then you have to start thinking about what you're going to say and talk. And so you have to talk and do what you're doing. But you know, both Jeanette and I, the first time she got interviewed, I was kind of giggling because she got a little nervous because I was in the middle of something and they could see that. But they saw that she was kind of free. So they started talking to her and I could just see her talking really softly. <laughs> and I'm like, babe, mm, speak up. <laughs> I'm like, don't you want to interview him? <laughs> Louder, 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 louder. louder. Well, it's funny, because when we first started our podcast, the, the first two episodes, I think, Catherine, back in college, she did little DJ on the radio in college, but she had her FM DJ voice on. I did. And it was just putting people to sleep, including me. Could, so I, I said, Could also double as a 1-900 voice, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Loud, louder, smile. And then you know it, it, it had to be yeah, mellow. It makes yes. a difference. Yeah, you... it makes it, it makes a huge difference. But it, there there was an audience for that voice once upon a time, many 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 years ago. But anyway, not on our show. Not on our show. So, oh me. Yeah, yeah. I you. love how she and you. And she you. points to me and go. Uh, oh, there we go. So I hear sirens. We hear sirens outside. They're coming to get us. I, uh. I don't see any smoke in here. So keep talking, huh? Okay, good. <laughs> so. What would have been your biggest entrepreneurial disagreement, argument, fight, whatever you want to call it, and how did you get through it? Um, already, too bad they can't see me being cross-eyed right now. Um, <laughs> there are lots of things that we argue about. We're married, so remember we're talking in business. Yes, in business. I know. I get I, that. I don't part. care that you leave the toilet seat. Um, I think that you know we've looked at different things of how we would do things, and the culinary scene, as you know, in Arizona is, has not been the the sharpest of tacks in the world until the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. Right, and we're finally seeing a food scene come around where we're seeing natural and more uh, ingredients come to the plate, where it's not out of a box or out of a freezer. And we've had those discussions. One thing I will never do is skimp on the quality of the food that I put in front of somebody because it's my name that goes on that plate. It's my name on the door. Um, and sometimes that's tough for Jeanette, and she'll pipe in. I know she will. Um, 
you know, why is it that everybody always says Chef John this and Chef John that? And I'm like, mm, well, it's my name on the door. But she being present and being part of the business, they are recognizing her as a force to be reckoned with in the culinary world. Um, it, just because it says Chef John's on the door doesn't mean that she's not part of this. But we've had our head bumping when it comes to that with respect to do we use a frozen product or do we use a natural product? What's the easiest way to get it done but still – not the easiest way to get it done because that's what's been lost in the culinary scene is everything is you go into some of the places and your vegetables come out of a little bag and they're thrown in a microwave and most people think they're fresh steamed. They're really not. Um, we don't treat food with enough respect and we're finally seeing that now in Arizona. It's pretty exciting to see that happening. It's making us happy. Yes. Yes. Us as people who eat. Now right. They would just stay open later and so we could eat after we're done. Good luck with that one. <laughs> that, well, it's one of the things I want to do, actually. I would like to start a little something for after hours for the food service workers. It would be awesome. Just make sure it's someplace like in this area know, so, that's, so that's us non-food service workers can go there. That's yes. the problem in Arizona is there's, we're so spread, spread out. out. Oh, sure. <laughs> it, Sprawl is a big thing yeah, in Arizona. It's two, two hours from one end of the valley to the other. Yes. That's right. Yeah. So that's it, right. And we don't have as much traffic, nor do we have any tolls. And it's still two hours from end true. to end. That's true. Okay, so did did do these arguments carry over into your personal lives? Yes, but I think you can't avoid that. Um, as much as we try and say business is business and personal is personal, it's it's not like you can have an argument at work and just go go home and be like, "Hi, honey, I'm home from work." Well, we both just left the same place, so it's the same people. That's the hardest part. Whether it's business or personal, we're still John and Jeanette. So it definitely does tend to carry over, but we get over it. We um, we practice not going to bed angry because it doesn't do any good. Um, you know, there are arguments that happen in business because it's business and you have to know that really there is no room in business for emotion, but it happens because we are so connected and all we want is our passion out there. We are more concerned about how the guests and the client feels about the food that they're getting versus our own selves. We will sacrifice our own health, our own everything in order to make that event that much better for a client. And then sometimes we'll suffer for ourselves. We won't celebrate Thanksgiving or we won't celebrate Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever the case is. We don't celebrate those holidays to Jeanette's Anniversaries, head. birthdays. Yeah. <laughs> what are we those? skip all those things. Even Valentine's Day. Even So you guys are busy this, this Sunday. We are recording uh, just a few days before Valentine's Day. You'll hear the show after, but you're doing something for somebody else on Valentine's Day. Yes. Yep. <laughs> but, but, you know, on the flip side of that, it comes right back into your pocket. Yes. So yes, it does. It's, it's work, it's business, and the business is thriving. So that, I mean, that's great. I think that's fantastic. When do you celebrate Valentine's? Um, a lot of times it's almost about a week later, approximately. Yeah. Sometimes a few days before. He's surprised me before at home. He'll cook like a filet and lobster just randomly on like the 12th of the month. I'll be like, Anytime okay. you want to come to my house and surprise me with a filet and lobster, I'm open to it. You don't, don't worry about I Catherine. She doesn't back, but need I better not. <laughs> I've already got the explicit label on Yeah, this. yeah. So we can go for so it. It doesn't can, matter yeah. at this point. Well, let's let's turn this around. Now that yeah. we've discussed the, the arguments and the fights and all that fun stuff. And no, what, no knives were ever no, thrown. No, no knives no. were ever thrown. thrown. Because they're really expensive. <laughs> they are. And they hurt. And they I don't are. think my sponsors would like that either. That's true. <laughs> what are some of the joys that you guys have of working together and being together 24-7? I think it's just being together. I mean, when, when we were in corporate America, we both worked 14, 16, 18-hour days. 
But as that saying goes, we were ships passing in the night. He'd get up at four, head into work at five. I would be coming home at two. So I'd be asleep for two hours, hear him get up. And it was like, bye, hun, bye, love you, see you next time as we pass in the bedroom. And that was it. Um, so whether we're arguing or not, we see each other. We live with each other. We get to spend more time together. And We traveled in a car to the World Food Championships yes. in, to Florida, 36-hour trip, um, the longest part of that being through Texas oh, together. Oh, tell me about it. That was the when, whole day. Yeah, when I moved out here from New York, it took three three and a half days to get here because I just wanted to drive during daylight hours. And just going through Texas, I thought I was going to kill myself. There's nothing. And it's just one long straight road. That is exactly true. Yeah, the sun rose and set in one state only. Yeah. And we went through 10 states. But and people thought we were being like Leadfoots. But I'm like, no, Texas was, what was that, like 18 hours of our trip? Mm -hmm. About 18 hours of the trip. But that's the joy that we get to have. We can pick and choose what we want to do. And that's one thing, you know, if, if it's a couple out there that's considering going to work together, think about it this way. You have to look at... You have to do what you love to do or what you want to do because if you don't love it, there's no reason to be doing it. Very true. And you know what? And that answers one of the next questions I was going to ask is a piece of advice for our listeners. And I think that is absolutely perfect. Uh, yeah, love you got to love what you do. Absolutely. Yeah. Now tell us also um, one or two things that you guys do to separate your personal time from your business time. Well, <laughs> personal together. Or separate. And, or separate. separate. It doesn't matter. Well, we're easy. We both we both purposely drive two cars. One, I get up. I'm the early guy still. I get up early. I go do networking. I go out and introduce myself to people and talk. And I do motivational things at four in the morning for about 100 plus people. Uh, every morning I send some type of motivational quote or something to get them going. And it gets my day going as well. And then a couple, you know, Jeanette's the night person. So she sleeps in. And uh, she gets up and she heads on into work after. And I'm usually here shortly before she gets here. So we kind of connect together. And then I go at the end of my day, which is usually around 7 or 7.30 at night, depending if we're doing an event or not. Um, and I go to the gym. And that's my time for me. That's my focus time. It's my able to get my head straight and on and looking at what's happening into the future. And then together, we do a lot of stuff um, Besides traveling, when we travel for food, and food is our life. I mean, everything we do revolves around the food that we do. But we do another little business that we have. It's a little network marketing company. Uh, was founded in 2005, and she and I are getting ready to go to Nashville for that. We're going to drive 24 hours. Oh, yay. <laughs> yay. Uh, we picked the route that Perfect. is non-Texas, only a portion of it. <laughs> yeah, we're taking uh, the northern route, so we just get to go through the tip of Texas, so that should be quicker. It's still long. But that's something that we no love scenery. doing. Um, we can actually see, you know, um, I turned 51 this year, turned 52 this year in May, I will. And uh, when I turned 50, I said, I want to retire in 10 years. Last year when I turned 51, I said, I want to retire in nine years. This year, I know I'm going to actually retire in five years. Um, that's part of not only working this business and our catering business and our events business, our in-home gourmet experience business, but also our network business business as well, which has been huge for us. And that I think is, is key to uh, um, all of our listeners out there. You, you don't have to have separate, separate businesses. Like I'm going to guess that the network marketing business has nothing really to do with food or does it? No, 
No. So, so you don't have to do separate, separate businesses like that, but diversify whatever you're doing. Make sure there's a couple of income streams coming in. Make sure you're diversifying. Make sure you're, you know, oh, I'm, I'm just selling widgets and that's it. And I'm only selling red widgets and that's all I'm going to say because I'm going to be the best red, red, red widget salesperson. It's a tongue twister. <laughs> it was a tongue twister. I picked the worst one. Red no, you got it. Yeah, yeah. Rascally wabbit. You've got to diversify. You got to diversify, and so now you know when you're going to retire. And if that's another piece of advice I could give, you know, Dale Carnegie said, "Put your eggs in one basket and watch them." Well, we did that. It doesn't work. You do have to diversify. That's very true. Absolutely. Look at all. When somebody says, "I want you to see something," go look at it. It's worth. It, take the time. Go look at it. They say they're busy. Busy doing what? Yeah. yeah we we listened to an interview uh, yesterday with Gene Simmons from Kiss mm-hmm. and you know say what you will like the band not like the band doesn't matter but he has his hands in multiple pots I mean he's he is he diversified does. if one business fails so what he's got a hundred others that's making him money so it, it, multiple streams of income is where it's at yeah and if we can if we can plug John Lee Dumas JLD and Fire Nation really listen to that interview uh, John says it's it's one of his worst but I think it's Entre- one of, Entrepreneur on Fire is Entrepreneur the on Fire awesome. is the podcast but um, I love it because it, because Gene Simmons is this really practical guy, and he's like, you know, you say you don't have time to do this, boom, <laughs> and it's really good. So, and he's old now, so he's just an old Jewish father. Yeah, so he's just that's an old it. Jewish dad. That's that's pretty much it. You know, um, Eric Worre talks about uh, speaking on the motivational side of things. He talks about that. Uh, you know, two hundred years ago, we had a revolution for a reason. And that's because people were tired. They had enough. And companies are working at this right now and making it so it's time to have another revolution out there. It's time to diversify and look at all of your options and know that there is a better way out there. There really is. Absolutely. Absolutely. And a way that fits with you. Just, you know, because somebody else is successful in something doesn't mean it's going to be the way that fits you. But look at everything. You're absolutely, absolutely right. Now, are you guys or – I? I don't like the way we have this question written out, and I always read it, and I don't know why. Then rewrite it. I have to rewrite it. It's on my computer. Just go in it's and rewrite it. It's on your computer. I'm going to rewrite it. Yeah. You let's heard wait that here, folks. Yeah, let's wait for that day to happen. Go ahead. Have there been any business books that have really um, uh, what's impacted, impacted Yeah, impacted, thank you. Impacted yeah. you that you could recommend to our listeners. Say that question one more time. Would you rewrite what, the reading of that what, question? What book, what business book are you currently reading that you love, or what oh, business, business book, book have sorry. you read that you love? Did you miss the word? This project? is a man who never read, refused to read, and now he finally does. So, what got you started on that? Well, actually, Eric Worre is my first. He's my first love in network marketing books. It's the first book I officially read as an adult at age fifty-one. Believe it or not, wow! Uh, from cover to cover. Um, and I've also read uh, The QBQ by John G. Miller, which is the question behind the question. It's an awesome book about accountability. A lot of our millennials need to read that book. Oh, yes, Just they because do. you were born doesn't mean you're entitled to a paycheck. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's a whole other episode, by the way. Um, and pick your head up from the phone. Exactly, yes. Um, people want to have touch and feel now. They want to reconnect with people, and we're seeing that in our business a lot. That's where gourmet dinner business is is starting to boom right now. People want that interaction with people and they want to sit and talk and have wine and enjoy and just have a great meal. 
Um, the book I'm currently on is uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. It's the third, third in a row. Third in a third row, yeah. Row. Seriously. Wow. Yeah. Boom. Uh, it's Awesome, sign. awesome book. It's a sign. Uh, I would actually probably recommend reading that one first. One I just finished, if I can throw it out there, by Daniel Marquez, uh, The 88 Codes of the Power Elite. Very, very interesting, eye-opening book. I'm a must-read. If you think outside the box and you can see there's a better way, that's a book you have to read. Awesome. Great. So we're going to have all these fabulous books with links on our uh, website on their show notes, on John and Jeanette's show notes page. Yes. So look for that. So if you're driving, please don't write this down. Don't try and write this down. Won't work. Okay. <laughs> this is so ironic. We did not create this for you. This has been since day one of our podcast, this question, as Barry reaches over for more they, jelly they beans. They got jelly beans I, on the table. Know, Come I, on. I know. We did not write this for you. I love that it's you. What is your favorite meal to cook together or what is your favorite meal in your favorite restaurant? Well, um, I can tell you that no matter where we go, if there's a bone in ribeye, he's all over that. Oh, yes. Um, me, I'm like the filet and lobster. I, I will have lobster every day if I could. Um, together, one of our favorite things to do, and we have to invite a lot of people over when we do it because it's just so much fun. It's more interactive that way is we love to do fondue. So See, I love fondue. <laughs> Somebody at this table does not. Well, if it's chocolate, it's okay. You can do. We do a oil yeah, fondue for meat. Fondue we do chocolate fondue, cheese fondue. We go all out. So that's why it can't just be for the two of us. Okay, it's we'll got to be a whole bunch of people. See? <laughs> See? See? You got to come. I don't eat cheese. So, so. I mean, word of advice to steakhouses out there, if you go in and you before you walk in, if there's not a bone-in ribeye on that menu, turn around and They're walk They're not out. a steakhouse. <laughs> okay, so when... One time when we were in New York, we went to Uncle Jack's, mm -hmm. which was an awesome steakhouse. Fabulous. And then for actually for Valentine's Day, we're going up to Las Vegas and we're going to Oscars. Oh, jealous. Jealous. Yeah. Never so been. We're looking, uh, we're looking forward to going to Oscars because their motto is beef, brew, beef booze, and broads. Beef, booze, awesome. and broads. This okay. is true old Las Vegas. Doesn't get any better. That's right. And last question before we get to commercial. Red, white, or beer? Beer. Red. <laughs> okay, wait. Let, let's get some more specific. What kind of beer? Uh, any, like, uh, um, crap. He's not going to say, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, don't wait for him to say Bud Light because he's a no. chef. Oh, oh no. No, oh, no, 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 no. Ew. Uh, uh, Hefeweizen. Hefeweizen. Those okay. Wheat and, beers. Yes. And I'm what kind good. of red? What's your favorite? Merlot. Okay. Merlot. Very awesome. nice. Very nice. So before we go to our pet peeves, let's take a break for a commercial. Hey, everybody. We know you love audio. Why else would you be listening to this podcast? Through audible.com, together 24-7 listeners can get a free audiobook. That's a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from. Just go to www.audibletrial.com slash together. Again, the website is www.audibletrial.com slash together. Listeners, you have a business. You need a website. There are a million choices out there, so where do you turn? Well, HostGator.com has one-click WordPress installs, or you can use their drag-and-drop website builder. They also have service and support available around the clock every day of the year, so you know you're in good hands. 
They already have low prices, and now HostGator.com has taken it a step further for our listeners. Use promo code TOGETHER247 to get 25% off their hosting services. Don't wait. Hit pause now and sign up at HostGator.com, unless you're driving. Then wait till you get where you're going. Remember, use promo code TOGETHER247 to get an additional 25% off at HostGator.com. And we're back. I love how Catherine counts that down. Now, folks, this is the magic of podcasting. We really didn't break. We didn't break. I edited in the commercials afterwards. That right. that's the that's the magic of it all. And, and but Catherine holds up her fingers and counts one, two, three. I like, want to give him a big <laughs> enough space so he doesn't screw it up, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just saying. No confidence in your husband. They're not no, married at all. Not married at all. <laughs> We're married actually the same amount of time as you guys. We're married awesome. the same. We're out here almost the same amount of time. You and I are the same age. You're just a couple of months older than me, John. We just so came from different coasts. We that's just all. came from there different coasts. Yep. And and John John is the product of what would have been Barry and I had we had children and not fur babies, yes. half Jewish, half Italian. Uh-huh. So you know, so there you have it. It's, it's a fun time had by all. John, you have an unusual pet peeve. This is the most industry specific <laughs> pet peeve we've and, ever and had. And here's what's going to happen: you guys are going to describe it and talk about it, and then everybody listening to this podcast the next time they're at an event where they're using tongs. Uh, are going to stare at people and just giggle and laugh. So tell us about the tongs. Okay. So do you want to do it or do you want me to do it? Go for it. Okay. Awesome. Uh, So, you know, buffets are the most popular. If I can go real quickly on the expense side of catering, if you will. So the least expensive on the catering side is a drop-off service. Obviously, a lot of restaurants do that. Um, Then the next is a buffet. And then then a served buffet would be the next most expensive. Then you go to family style and you go to plated and served being the most expensive. So buffet is the most popular. We do probably 50% of our business every year is a buffet of some sort or another. And, you know, a lot of the items have tongs. So most of the meat has tongs when it's pre-cut. Salad. Um, Salad has tongs. Croutons and bread. Bread is awesome. But the amount of people who don't know how to pick up a pair of tongs and use a pair of tongs just shocks the living you-know-what out of me. They hold it. You can't see can't, it, so you it's can't hard to see describe. It. I can, it's hard to describe, but you don't grasp the top of the tongs like a, with your fist. You have to hold it like open. How would you describe that? More okay, like so a pair of scissors. Like a pair of scissors. There you yeah. go. Hold and, it like a pair of scissors. Don't make a fist and look like you're going to punch somebody. And then the, they, with the fist thing, it, you just can't control it. And so, especially with the bread, because the bread will go flying across the room. It's absolutely it hysterical. Um, probably the biggest pet peeve and the most humor that I have in any event that I've done. And I've done about 1,842 events now after 33 years. It's basically kind of like they're using them upside down. Or my favorite is the salad tongs with the two hands. And they will do two hands. I'm really afraid to go to a buffet now. Yeah. I mean, I think I use them right, but... I should but, go grab a pair and watch what you do with them. Well, wait a I'll second. I'll beat the, Catherine the, with them. The tongs for the salad, <laughs> shouldn't you use them? Like They're connected. You, They're one oh, piece. Oh, no, no. Oh, you're not thinking the ones, spoon and fork. I'm no, no, thinking yeah. spoon and fork. No, no. We okay. use a pair of tongs. Okay, oh, so okay. The pair they of actually look like a pair of scissors. Now, that I know those. We have those tongs. Um, so that when you use like a pair of scissors, you don't you don't make a fist on them. You can properly use the spoon and fork as in two separate hands. Is that correct etiquette? Yes. Yes. Two separate hands for the salad. Don't do something that's going to shoot the bread across the room. That's just evil and wrong. Okay, so now we know how to use tongs. 
talk to us a little bit more about the food that you make, the events that you do. It, um, you guys are here in Phoenix. I guess the Phoenix metropolitan area is where you do your catering. Or for the right price, you could probably pack up and drive anywhere. We do, actually. We are one of the only destination caterers in the state. Um, we do a lot in Sedona, which we fell in love with. So beautiful. Um, we're actually considering getting a little place up there because we're doing quite a few more events up in Sedona. So we love Sedona. And Sedona is a pack it all with you and you got to take everything there. Um, there are no caterers up in that area because it just doesn't support um, what can be done for a caterer, but coming out of the valley and those that are doing destinations, that's one of the things that we do. We're not an in-the-box caterer by any stretch of the imagination. So if you came to me and said, show me a menu, this is what I want, and you look at my menu and you're like, mm, I don't like anything on that menu, that's why we're not a, a, we're an out-of-the-box caterer. So we'll actually customize all of our menus for our client based on budget, based on what they want to eat. Uh, quite often, Jeanette's question to brides and grooms is about what do you want to eat? Um, don't make it about your guests. This is your day, your celebration. So we actually tweak that a little bit. So sometimes when they're on a budget, they'll come up with a menu for their guests and then for themselves, they'll have a filet or a duck breast or something like that. And that was Jeanette's brainchild. Smart. Smart. Very smart. Very smart. Cause you really don't, you know, brides out there, you remember, you don't remember the day. You don't, it don't just, remember it's a, what you it's ate. a blur. Flash. It's You're like, lucky if you got to eat. We got, I think I got two bites of our prime rib before everybody was at the table and I never got another bite of food until after everyone was gone and the food was cold. I don't even remember what we had. We had prime rib because that's, that's usually, um, for, for Barry's family, there we is a Mel. family caterer, Mel, and unfortunately they got, they're, they're closed now. The, was, this guy has done the catering from, for, there's four kids. I have three siblings from my oldest brother's uh, bar mitzvah all the way up to my nephew's brisses and bar mitzvah. Most awesome. recently a bar yeah. mitzvah. Yeah. And we bought many cars for him. Yes. Many, many cars and, and, awesome. and, and for Stacy as well. But the good thing about Mel, because he's the family caterer is we got the meal to go home and we got to have what we had. And that was primary. Now, speaking of family caterers, I'm actually catering for the children of uh, folks that we did their weddings years ago and to see their kids grown up now is pretty awesome uh, for me moreover Jeanette's just starting to see that side of the fence because together we've been doing this for 20 years and I've been doing it for 33 not 36 thanks for oh. putting me over the fence there okay sorry no worries you're, That's you're, not that old. you're not that old you're not that old I'm not that old yet um, I started when I was two actually um, not six no I'm kidding. <laughs> The kids today on these shows drive me – they know more terminology than some chefs that have been through Le Cordon Bleu um, and beyond. Uh, just shocking the amount of talent the kids have out there. Um, one of the nice things about our business that we do for a lot of folks is one of two things. I'm actually given as a gift to people quite often. Um, and Jeanette's okay with this. She is. I know. No, <laughs> that did not come out right. I, I, I used to be, but that was in my dark days. Did you have the gold lame thong like I have to wear? Mm, shh. <laughs> <laughs> So um, there are several Valley Realtors uh, that look to diversify on how they reward a client for using them. And I actually end up being that gift where they give a four-course or five-course gourmet dinner in their home once they're settled in. And a lot of times the folks invite other people, so it actually helps build our business as well by referral business. And that's huge. Sure. As you know, you tell somebody about something and they want to know where you got it and that's what they go get because you got it and it worked for you. Well, that's what we do here on the catering side too. But I also am used as a closing uh, 
to help close a client rather than sitting in the restaurant scene, if you will, where it's noisy or the server's having a bad day. Um, they can bring me into their home or the client's home or their office and we'll put on a gourmet experience for them. And it actually increases their closing ratio. We have a proven track record of increasing, increasing a closing ratio by 30%. So that's pretty huge and it's an awesome experience. And most people have never experienced a coursed dinner. Meaning somebody who's come in and done, you know, course one, the appetizer, course two, the soup, an intermezzo, which is the in-between. It's a palate cleansing. And then we go into another in-between course and we do our entree and then another intermezzo and then we do our dessert and then we do an after dessert dessert and you know how it goes. Now, folks, if you're looking to buy a $150,000 house, don't expect your realtor to be doing this for you. That would be accurate in saying yeah. that. that yes. Yeah. Add, uh, add another zero. Add another zero. But and still. actually, not necessarily. You know, a lot of the homes that we're doing are in the 400 range or above. But if it's 150 to 200, the agents in that market are not really looking. They're going to give you, a, you know, a bottle of yeah, their commissions aren't high enough right. to do that. Yeah, that's right. But still, it's it's a great gift. It's something to do as your welcome party because you know your your home your housewarming party. I think would be a great idea to do because anytime you throw a party and you're cooking, I know. Barry loves to cook and barbecue and everything. And then you don't necessarily interact with your guests. So something to think about. Something our job to is about. to come in and, and do those types of parties. We do everything. So everything we do is customized for our clients. So if you're having, it doesn't matter. I tell people, if you want me to hang off the side of the roof and barbecue for you, that's what we'll do for you. And that's, it's all based on what they want. And we kind of sit with them and ask a series of questions about what is their event? What's their vision? Tell me what impression you want to give to your guests. Tell me all these things and then we'll work with you to make your event a very memorable experience. It doesn't customize doesn't mean expensive. Customize means customized. Means you care. You. Means yeah. you care. And that's everybody out there in business or thinking about being in business, you've got to show you care. You've got to do something, anything that shows that, hey, I'm listening to you and hey, I care. And more importantly, um, husbands, if you're in the doghouse, Chef John is going to tell you now how you can contact him to get that wonderful coursed meal to make up for whatever you did to your wife. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, you can give us a call. Uh, we're at 48th and Broadway in beautiful Tempe. Right across the street is, is Phoenix from us. Right. Centrally located by all the freeways, 480-292-8177. That's 480-292-8177. Or you can email us at catering at chefjohns.net. So it's catering at C-H-E-F-J-O-H-N-S as in Sam.net. And I take it your website is chefjohns.net. Yes, sir. And we're going to have all of that on the show notes. Guys, thank you so much for inviting us down here, for being on the show, and for sharing a little bit of your experience with being together 24-7. And we'll see everybody next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. We want to thank you again for listening. Be sure to go to iTunes to subscribe to our podcast, rate it, and review it. And if you have any suggestions, just email us directly, together at together247.net. Check us out on our website at together247.net slash resources for some great ideas, resources, and offers for your business. And don't forget to click on our sponsors' links as well. Do you own a business with your sweetheart? We'd love to hear from you. Email us at guests at together247.net. And don't forget, we have a new episode every Monday and every Thursday. So go ahead and subscribe and keep on listening.